In your right hand, I see prison. And in your left, a criminal asylum. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. The drug was fast and took effect very quickly, trapping the victim in a conscious state of euphoria, unable to escape her gruesome fate. Leonarda hacked her conscious victim to death with an axe and dragged her lifeless corpse into a closet. A great recipe for tea cakes. Coagulated blood, dried in the oven, ground up and mixed with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine. This is the story of Leonarda Cinciulli, or more commonly known as the soap maker of Corrigio. I will be your narrator, Jacob, for this episode of Insanity Through History, where we explore mental illness by explaining the life of serial killers. In 1894, a woman would give birth in the city of Montella. This lady was Emilia Marano, mother of soon-to-be serial killer Leonardo Cinciulli. After Emilia was assaulted in early 1894 by an unknown man, she became pregnant with Leonardo. Because of the child, Leonardo was forced to marry her attacker. This would cause a relentless hatred of her daughter, making Leonardo's life a living hell. During Leonardo's childhood, she was neglected to the point of seeing no light or future in her life, causing her to attempt suicide twice, failing both of them. In 1914, Leonardo married a registry officer clerk named Rafael Pansardi. Unfortunately, her parents didn't approve of it due to their plans of her marrying another man. This is the point when Leonarda started to believe that a curse had been placed on her by her mother in her youth. She then began working in illegal circumstances, exploring fraud to the point of going to jail in 1927. The couple later tried to rebuild from Leonarda's prison sentence and moved to Liarino in Alta Iprina, a district of the Apani Mountains around Avalinio. In 1930, their home was destroyed in an earthquake, further deepening her conviction of the curse's existence. The earthquake forced the couple to move yet again, this time to Corengio, where Leonarda opened a shop. The family was well liked by the community and Leonarda quickly made many friends. In her early years, Leonarda and Rafael had 17 children, 3 died of miscarriage and 10 more died while in their youth. Because of this troubling children experience, Leonardo was very protective of the four children that survived. This overprotective nature was fueled by a fear from a fortune teller who told her, You will marry and have children. However, all of the children will die. Leonardo also visited a gypsy palm reader who told her, In your right hand, I see prison. And in your left, a criminal asylum. Although these warnings may seem ridiculous to us, Leonarda, being the superstitious woman she was, firmly believed it was going to come true. 
1939, Leonardo's eldest son, Giuseppe, was conscripted into the Italian army for World War II. Leonardo could not let her favorite child die and would ensure his safety with human sacrifices. Her first victim being Faustina Setti. They took Giuseppe from me. That being said, I would not let him die. I am still convinced that the curse is real. It has to be. Faustina Setti had worked her whole life as a seamstress and had come to Leonardo for help with finding a husband. Reports differ on the fact of why these women would come to seek Leonardo for help. Some sources state that these women were Leonardo's friends that came for advice. Others say that Leonardo was a fortune teller herself and that the women came to her for help. Leonardo told Faustina that she had found a husband for her in Pola, located in Croatia. But, of course, this was a lie. To cover her tracks, Leonardo persuaded Faustina to tell no one about the man. Furthermore, she convinced Faustina to write letters home to her family, telling them she was fine and happy. Leonardo told Faustina that writing these letters now would ensure the things that she wrote about would happen. Even though Faustina did not know Leonardo well, she trusted her. Therefore, Faustina wrote the letters then and there. On the day of her departure, Faustina came to visit Leonardo to say goodbye. When Faustina entered the house, Leonardo offered the unsuspecting Faustina a glass of wine. Little did Faustina know that the wine was drugged. The drug was fast and took effect very quickly, trapping Faustina in a conscious state of euphoria, unable to escape her gruesome fate. Leonardo hacked Faustina to death with an axe and dragged her lifeless corpse into a closet. She later cut the body into nine parts and gathered the woman's blood in a basin. Sources also state that Leonardo received Faustina's life savings for her services. 30,000 lire, which in today's currency is worth approximately 90,000 US dollars. Leonardo writes in her memoir, I threw the pieces into a pot, added 7 kilos of caustic soda, which I'd bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it up, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all of the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, although Gauseppe and I also ate them. The second victim was Francesca Soavi, who came to Leonardo looking for a job. Leonardo promised her a job at an all-girls school in Pancesa, a region in northern Italy. But, but just like with Faustina, it was all a lie. Francesca was convinced to write postcards to friends, but this time from Corriengeo, talking about her future plans in great detail. The night before Francesca was going to depart, she visited Leonardo one last time, where she too was drugged and brutally murdered with an axe, and her fate would be the same as Faustina's just a year before. The third and the final murder happened on September 30th, 1940. Virginia Cacapolo, the last victim of the cruel killer.
Virginia was a former soprano singer who was said to have sung at an expensive restaurant, La Scala. Just like the other two women, Leonarda would lie to her, telling her that she had found work as a secretary for a mysterious impereso in Florence, telling Virginia not to tell a soul where she would be going. On September 30th, she would go to Leonarda's shop for the final time, meeting her demise like the others into the pot. From Leonardo's statement. She ended up in the pot, like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time in the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. Moreover, I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. However, this time, she had made severe miscalculations. After Virginia's mysterious disappearance, her sister-in-law became suspicious and quickly went to the police in Reggio Emilia. Virginia's sister-in-law told the police that the last person Virginia visited was Leonardo. The police opened an investigation and soon after Leonardo was arrested. After her arrest, Leonardo confessed to her crimes when her son Giuseppe was suspected of the murders in her place going as far as to correct the prosecutor about the details of the murder. At a trial in Reggio Emilia last week, the accused criminal, Leonardo, gripped the witness stand rail with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on certain details. Moreover, her deep-set dark eyes gleamed with an inner pride as she concluded. I gave the copper ladle, which I had used to skim the fat of the kettles, to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. After the trial, she was found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three in a criminal asylum, this being the nightmare that she so long feared. She lived out her life in prison and died of a stroke in the Women's Criminal Asylum in Pozzoli, October 5th, 1970, at the age of 76. So, what mark did she leave on history? Well... Her axe, knife, and cleaver, along with her pot, can all be found at the Criminology Museum on Via del Golfano in Rome, along with images of the women she killed. In 2016, she received a short movie based on her life named Leonardo. Her methods may have been an inspiration for several other fictional killers like Mrs. Noli Lovett from Sweeney Todd, and also the novel and later movie, Fight Club. Needless to say, Leonardo's horrific crimes will continue to haunt people's minds, and even though her kill count is very low, we strongly believe that she should get bonus points for creativity. And the next time you take a shower, try not to think about what or who your soap is made out of. Thank you for listening to this episode of Insanity Through History, where we explore famous cases of mental illness through time. The next episode will air next week, Friday, October 13th, and will cover Elizabeth Bathory, better known as the Blood Countess, the woman who would kill her beautiful maids and bathe in the blood to preserve her beauty, walled up in her own castle until the smell of her rotting flesh could be smelled by the guards. Furthermore, 
She was one of the inspirations of the well-known fictional character Dracula and the most prolific of all known female killers. While some believe that she was one of the most brutal killers throughout history, others say that she was the victim of the story. But to learn why, join us in the next episode. Cast of this episode. Jacob Fritzell as the narrator, Saga Moberg as Leonarda Cinciuli, Alice Wasserman as additional voices. This episode was created by Aqua Airlines. Therefore, usage of this audio will result in an automatic A. All rights reserved. Leonarda promised her a job at an all-girls school in the Pansez. Varför har ni så himla många italienska namn?